You are now listening to the Cup of Coffee podcast featuring Craig Maddox and Joel Hartman of Prospect Dugout. phone a little bit closer to your face <laughs> nice shades hey man it's, it's early here in texas not on her normal routine schedule yeah she's been four 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 thirty in the morning waking up every morning four thirty. feed her this morning she starts crying i'm like god it's gotta be four thirty. look at the clock 6 a.m dang what time does the cup of coffee podcast start uh it started 21 minutes ago 6 a.m <laughs> No, go ahead and tell the story that you're going to tell um, before you went, before you, you got live on Instagram. <clears throat> That's what we were talking about. We were talking about my daughter waking up. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was going to be funnier than that. <laughs> no, it really wasn't funny. <laughs> it was actually kind of scary. All right. So, okay, we're live on Facebook. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Welcome, 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 welcome. And we're live on Instagram. Sweet. All right, you're in charge, bro. Go. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Prospect Dugout Cup of Coffee <laughs> podcast. Thanks I'll for tuning in. Huh? I'll read some. Chris Seidig said, how early did you wake up to spike up that hair? <laughs> well, My bad, man. <laughs> Charge it to the game, baby. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, I messed that oh, up. Oh, if you guys do not know, uh, <clears throat> I am Craig Maddox, along with my co-host, Joel Hartman. You are tuned into an epic day here at Prospect Dugout because this is episode one of... The Cup of Coffee podcast, unofficially sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts, only because it's episode one. You got to put that Starbucks cup down. We're unofficially sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, that's only because it's episode one. By episode 500, we'll be at least getting free Starbucks. No Dunkin' Donuts. You see how I played that there? Good. So if you don't currently follow us or not watching us on Facebook or Instagram, make sure you follow us on all of the social media platforms. You can find us at Prospect Dugout. So to kick things off, 
I want you all listening out there to kind of get to know us, the people behind Prospect Dugout. So, Joel, give me a rundown of your background. Nothing crazy. Maybe some insight on your baseball background. And let's end it with your favorite flavor of ice cream since we're heading into the summer and ice cream's going to be everywhere. Uh, brief little rundown. I played college ball, independent ball. We were teammates in college. That's how we met. Um, I've coached at the high school level 10 years, 10 seasons, 11 seasons, did travel ball, was in that game running tournaments, uh, doing practices, facility. Um, just really, after I got done playing, or even while I was playing, I was I was coaching when I wasn't playing in the summer. So that's really where my passion has been. And then I started trying to get into the online world. And then we started talking about Prospect Dugout. So now kind of doing what I was thinking I was going to be doing, <clears throat> but at a bigger scale. So I, I, I was doing it uh, locally, trying to expand into the state of Florida. And now we're doing stuff globally. Globally. Yes. So what's your favorite flavor of ice cream this is a big this is a big tale about what kind of human you are i mean come on i got got a lot of favorites no if you had if you if it's a hot summer day in florida it's at night you just got done long day at the yard and you're like you know what i could go for a good cup or cone of the whatever ice cream what, what's your go-to? You go to, right. you got one. This is like prison. Here, here, here's, here's what I'll do. <clears throat> if I'm at the beach here in Florida and I go to the ice cream shop on the beach, this is what I'm ordering. A scoop, Lay it on me. A scoop of chocolate chip and a scoop of butter almond. Butter almond. Yeah. Hey, man, that's people out there might not know you, and the people that are listening might not know you, but I do. And that actually fits. I don't know what that means, but okay. Random. (laughs) Just random, which is great. Well, cool, man. Uh, to give the people out there a little bit background on myself, not to go into too much detail, um, baseball background, as Joel said, we met in college for college teammates. Um, I went on to have a 13 year lackluster career throughout, um, a few affiliated baseball teams, uh, but spent most of my time at independent baseball, uh, traveled the world, was able to play in Australia for a few winters, which was probably my best experience playing in all of baseball and, um, started prospect dugout along with Joel, uh, four years ago, and it's been a fantastic ride. And now we're here, um, bringing you the cup of coffee podcast bright and early on a Monday morning to, to set your week off real nice. Um, yeah, and then my, too, my, too early for you, apparently. Ugh, sorry. We will be actually earlier next Monday, 
that it's hard to set an alarm with a newborn baby in your bedroom. So you kind of just got to roll the dice and I rolled the wrong, <laughs> wrong dices for it. So, uh, I guess I'll do the same. I'll give you my favorite flavor of ice cream. If I'm, if I'm, uh, hot summer day going for a nice scoop of ice cream, I'm going to go with a, um, Here's, here's another shameless Dunkin' Donut affiliation plug. I'm going to go with a Baskin-Robbins butter pecan. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm staying, I'm sticking with, um, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts affiliate. No, no shame in this plug. But again, the unofficial sponsor of the uh, Cup of Coffee podcast with Prospect Dugout. Um, do we do we talk do we talk baseball or ice cream in this podcast well i mean this is episode one joel why why is it called the cup of coffee podcast well it's kind of a play on words um so if you get caught up to the big leagues for just maybe one day one week they call it a cup of coffee. So I can't hear you through the headphones. FYI. I'm not, I'm not talking. Okay. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening. So <laughs> they call it. <laughs> I, well, it's on delay on, on Instagram. So that's oh. what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, so it's, if you get called up for a, a brief period and that's why we did that because yeah, we, we didn't want this to be a long podcast, just a short, quick, What's up, but this podcast? is episode one, the epic day of the Cup of Coffee podcast. So without further ado, what are we going to be talking about on the Cup of Coffee podcast? We're going to be talking baseball, all things baseball all the time. So what a perfect time to kick off a podcast, right? When there's no baseball going on. What were we thinking? Well, it's going to get better, guys. Episode two episode three episode four it will be better for all of you guys because hopefully soon we will have baseball so let's get to some stories of 2020 let's get into it and cover some things we're going to talk about right now we'll keep it short and brief but we're going to run down some things that have been in the news about baseball so probably the biggest elephant in the room will baseball be played in 2020 before we dive any further joel what are your thoughts on baseball in 2020? Is it possible? I mean, I definitely think it's possible. I think they have an obligation. I think MLB has an obligation to its employees based on the current political climate to provide a safe working atmosphere for them. So I can understand why they're talking about isolation and bubble cities and stuff like that. Um, I understand that. Um, But I also think that they have an obligation to play the season because I mean, there's, there's things that happen throughout the year that, I mean, during nine 11, we, we had a pause in, in major sports, right? So there's things that come up. There's just tragedies that happen that affect uh, seasons and sports. So I think that they have an obligation to, uh, be aware of the political climate, but I also think that they have 
an obligation to uh, the fans to put a, you know, put a product on the field because they are doing it for the fans. So, I, I mean, I think we're going to see baseball in 2020. Oh, for sure. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think baseball at the major league level will definitely see in 2020. I think they have a little bit more runway than your summer ball, obviously, college, travel, youth. What are your thoughts about youth baseball, college baseball, showcase baseball? When do you see that coming back? Uh, or do you see that coming back in 2020? Cooperstown canceled their season, I think, like a month ago. Hang um, with them. <clears throat> 106 teams times 13 weeks. That's, that's a lot of teams and players. Um, that's a lot of coins. A, a lot of games, yeah. Somebody's, um, somebody's pocket's hurt up there in Cooperstown. Yeah. Um, Maybe. And then uh, Cape Cod League. I saw that. I saw that. Which The Cape Cod League, it's kind of like one of those things with how the NBA shut down and then it was just trickle-down effect. I think – the Cape Cod League shutting down. You well, you got to think they have they have host families, right. so so that's kind of what they have to take into perspective. They're not putting they they don't have the budget to put kids up in hotels. And oh, no doubt about it. Quarantine them and, and do that if they want to, you know, be aware of the political climate. Right, no doubt. But I'm just saying it's going to be a trickle down effect. If you're talking about the Cape, the biggest, baddest college baseball summer league cancels their season everybody else is gonna everybody else that's sanctioned by major league baseball so if you're listening out there a lot of people don't understand college summer baseball there's sanctioned leagues and there's non-sanctioned leagues so um i think there's a league in florida i know the coastal plains the ns the necbl the northwoods the alaskan they're all sanctioned by the major league baseball so if major league baseball is not playing in the summer these sanctioned leagues aren't going to be playing in the summer. So yeah, I did get an email from <clears throat> um, USSA. Uh, they were talking about just you know they're paying attention to what's going on, but they're still thinking about having games. They're still talking about tournaments. I'm still getting um, for Lucas. I'm still getting texts from Prep Baseball Report from. Uh, prospects select about events that you know events that they have coming up in the summer saying yeah we know what's going on <clears throat> but uh you know we still have to you know plan things out um so i, I mean yeah I, w I would agree with you though if, if major league baseball isn't having a season that's tough for you know organizations that don't have as much capital um and and connections and networking and as much on the line yeah I mean, no doubt no doubt, man. No doubt about it. There's no I, – I think that we can at least both agree that we will see baseball in 2020, at least at the big league level. I'm sure you listening out there have looked or heard on the news about the commissioner coming out, talking about originally it was Arizona only, like a bubble city proposal. Then it was Arizona, Florida. and Then it was Arizona, Florida, Texas. So it keeps growing by cities, which is good. That's a positive thing. It means they're either expanding their thought process or 
things are getting a little bit more back to normal where they maybe could do something like this. Um, I went through the other day and was kind of like breaking down what teams actually have domes. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you know this, Joel, I think there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams that have domes. I have no idea. I could be wrong. I think it's Seattle. (laughs) Not something I keep in my knowledge bank to pop off real quick. (laughs) I mean, what if if somebody offers you a million dollars to do that? I can Google it for you right now. Google it, and I'm going to – I haven't looked at this, folks. Okay. I haven't looked at this. I'm going to spit it out for you. Seattle, Milwaukee, Miami, Tampa, Texas now, Houston – Arizona, so that's seven, right? Yeah, you're correct. That's why you tune into the Cup of Coffee podcast <laughs> because that knowledge is not on the computer. <laughs> that knowledge is in the brain. Like, it's in the brain. Uh, that's the kind of knowledge that you get on the Cup of Coffee podcast. This is great. I mean, this is this is too real. So anyway, so basically. This is what the MLB is suggesting. Starting out, they they want to quarantine all the teams, play without fans, electronic strike zone. Um, there was even comments about players sitting in the stands and not sitting next to each other and just – That was ridiculous. Crazy thing. So, Joel, like, what are your thoughts on – on that right out the gate, like when you first heard it, were you like, yes, this makes sense. Baseball's back. Or did you say there's no way this is going to happen? I definitely didn't get excited about it. Um, I mean, I don't, I think the first initial reactions are the craziest, obviously. Um, I think that as, time goes we're going to we're going to come to a better solution i mean the bubble city thing sitting in the stands like sitting in the stands is a little much like you know if if they're quarantined like here's what i was thinking if if they do do the bubble city thing where you have the teams in arizona and florida and you break down the divisions or whatever um especially if they're doing it in, in arizona and they can be in that in that spring training complex um when everybody comes in you, you're not going to start right away because you got to you got to probably you know quarantine yeah yeah quarantine for a couple weeks right and then start getting everybody back together so there's there's still that delay but i think um i mean i I think they're gonna do something that's gonna make sense with the you know the current political climate but I, i don't think it's gonna be as extreme as sitting in the sitting in the stands and biodomes and stuff like that yeah, I think there becomes some kind of level of disconnect if you have players sitting in the stands and there's no baseball feel and it's very rigid and nobody nobody wants to watch that. Like, who wants to watch that? Um, I think it can be done. Uh, I think it's going to be tough on the player side to get a guy – like Mike Trout, who his wife is pregnant to quarantine away from her. I think the 
the rules are going to have to loosen up a little bit to get some of these guys on board. I think when baseball comes back, we will be playing without fans. We will be having different rule sets. Um, I think it's just, it has to happen from the start. There's not going to be a situation scenario where you can say, hey, we're going to open up the stadiums and 50,000 people come in. We're going to have an opening day. Like, it just is not going to happen. And if you think it's going to happen, you're kidding yourself. So, you know, and then that, that takes you to, to, to another topic that I see out there and I want to just touch on briefly, and this will, this will be where we wrap up. Uh, our podcast here but the biggest fan uproar that I see you know out there in the Twitter verse um, is people saying you know these guys should play and I don't like to see millionaires saying that they don't want to go back to work and they don't want to take less money and because what came out was that Major League Baseball, if they had to play without no fans, was going to renegotiate possibly players' salaries and asking guys to take less more less money to play. And people have to understand maybe the top 10% of MLB players actually get paid in the millions of dollars a year. The vast majority of guys are making the league minimum, which is is a high salary. I think it's right at – 500 a little over five hundred thousand dollars a year but they are elite athletes at the top of their game but this is nothing compared to like somebody working their way up in a company right so if you work for a billion dollar company and you work your way up so let's say the minor leagues is your entry-level job and you work your way up and then you get to AAA and you're the vice president and then you go into the big leagues and you're the president. Like if you're at a multi-billion dollar company, like you're probably making more than $500,000 a year. I could be totally wrong, but I, I'm very much on the side of the players when they get paid. I don't think they get paid. I think they get paid enough. I don't think they get paid the right way. So you have to spend a long time in the big leagues before you actually can make your money. Anyway, I digress. Fans are upset saying that, oh, these guys should play. They should play for less money, X, Y, and Z. Joel, what are your thoughts? Let's say a player is cool with leaving his family. I get it. Some guys, it's just in their blood, man. They want to play, right? They're like – for the last 10 years, 15 years, I'm the same way. Like last 10, 12, 13 years, like at this time I've been on a baseball field like every year, every year, probably for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. So like you're thrown off. So guys are like, yo, let me get out of here. So we can't really speak on individuals, family dynamics, right? Like, I don't, I don't know how close people are with their families, what kind of situation they have going on. So we don't even get into that here. But do you think that players should take less money just to preserve a season? Um, 
before we get to that real quick, I want I was wanted to say one more thing about the bubble city um, concept because I was thinking about it, but I think it ties into the salary question as well. Um, we we have an opportunity marketing wise. MLB does has an opportunity marketing wise to connect the country um, a little bit more because of the situation because the re the thing behind the stadiums in the, in the, in the individual cities is you're playing for your team and an opposing team comes in whatnot. If you think about it in this situation, everybody in the country is affected by the COVID-19 virus. So if major league baseball wants to connect the nation, they have an opportunity to do that bubble city thing, but change the narrative of we're trying to do a major league baseball season, change the narrative, change the narrative to your city, your state, your region is representing, you know, you're, you're being represented by this team out here in, in Arizona to play the game of baseball. So they're playing for you. So I think they have an opportunity to, to kind of, you know, adapt to what's going on and, and you don't have to provide <clears throat> the MLB season. Like th this is different. We're, it's April. It's May in a couple of days, right? It's, it's, it's not going to be the same. We're not, we're not going to go back to the normal that we're used to. There's going to be a new normal. So I think they have an opportunity to um, connect the country, but make some changes to the game. Um, you know, maybe playing longer postseason series, or you know, you're, you're going to have a shorter regular season. But I think salary wise they're still under pressure to stay in shape. They're still under, under pressure to perform. You know, it, it's not their fault that the season is delayed. You know, they're right. contractually obligated to do certain things and, and maintain right. a level of, of play and athleticism and health. So I, I think that, you know, ultimately the one that takes the hit is the employer. I don't think the employee should take the hit. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that's, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean, uh, I think it's crazy to hear people talk um, that like these guys who are, who are baseball players, for some reason, these people think like they're not humans and they don't have emotions. They don't go through things. And I, I was talking to somebody the other day about this salary thing and I was, I kind of feel for the players because it's like, listen, man, like nobody knew that this COVID-19 thing was coming. Right. So I signed a contract for X amount of dollars. I expected an X amount of dollars. And now you want me to sign for less. It's if you take it in a real case scenario. So guy on guy on Twitter, I'm talking to you that works at McDonald's. Like, what if McDonald's said, hey, man, we're going to open back up. You make $10 an hour. We're going to – but we're going to open back up because America needs McDonald's. But we're going to pay you 6 bucks an hour. You would be up in arms, right? <laughs> like, you would be upset that you were asked to go back to work mm -hmm. and take less money. So, you have to – it's it, – like – you have to look at it on a big time scale like that, mm -hmm. I think. 
like just because you don't play major league baseball, like you don't understand what these guys go through and that they're still human and that this still takes a lot. So, I mean, you could go into super detail about all that. We're not going to spend the time here on the cup of coffee podcast on that. So I love it, man. I think these topics um, that we talked about, like, will be talked about well past when baseball gets going again. I Heck mean, yeah. nobody's going to – nobody's going to win this game. Like, when ba- if baseball got started playing today, somebody would be, like, saying, oh, we shouldn't do it this way, shouldn't do it that way. Everybody's going to have their opinion. So, we always love opinions because it gives us something to talk about here at the Cup of Coffee podcast. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode one, Epic Day here at Prospect Dugout of the Cup of Coffee podcast. Make sure if you enjoy the show to leave us a comment, a like, and definitely a follow so you don't miss episode two. Again, you can follow us on all social media accounts at Prospect Dugout and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For Joel Hartman, I'm Craig Maddox. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you on episode two. Thanks for tuning in to the Cup of Coffee podcast. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you on the next episode.